time for Rod and Rio Radio with your hosts, Papa Long John Cassidy, fresh and saltwater expert angler Stan Vanderberg, and all-around outdoors fishing and hunting enthusiast Wendy Toshihara. If you love the outdoors, enjoy salt or freshwater fishing, yearn to wade in a high Sierra or Alaska stream, or just look forward to taking the kids out to one of our local lakes to chase trout, copy, or bass, this is the show for you. We'll cover most all of the fishing tournaments and events with special reports while providing you with the information you need as to how and where to experience the best fishing opportunities in Southern California, Baja, Alaska, or just about anywhere the fish are biting. Rod and Real Radio brought to you by El Cajon Ford at Broadway and Main or online at ElCajonFord.com. Whether it's time for a new or used car or truck or you need to take advantage of San Diego's best quick lane for service with genuine Ford parts, brand name tires at competitive prices, remember nobody beats El Cajon Ford. We have some fantastic guests and reports lined up for you this evening, so sit back, relax, and get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. It's all right here, right now, on Rod and Real Radio, the best stop on your radio. Radio dial for all the information you need for fishing opportunities all over the United States. Now here's your host, Hop Along, John Cassidy. Thank you very much, and San Diego and Southern California, welcome to Rod and Real Radio. I am your host, Hop Along, John Cassidy. We hope your plans are getting together for a fantastic holiday week. Boy, how could you beat this past weekend? We had the best weather at all. And not only that, the fish were biting, and we're going to really have some reports for you tonight on just exactly when, where, how, and all those great details. Hey, but coming up at uh, uh, right at 5 o'clock here, we're going to have Greg Evans. He's a park ranger for Santee Lakes. And I, if you've never been out to Santee Lakes, Santee Lakes is an area that is very fisherman-friendly. It's family-friendly. It's a great place to fish if you don't have a boat, so you're going to want to find out more about Santee Lakes here in just a little bit. Then coming on at 6 o'clock, professional bass angler John Murray. John comes from the Phoenix area. We kind of consider him a southwestern guy. Last time we were on with John, he was packing up the family, putting it in a motorhome, and he was heading to fish the FLW the BASS Elite Tournaments, and any other tournament he could get into. So we're going to find out just exactly how John did and catch up with him and find out maybe some of the techniques that uh, he drew his success from. Then coming up at 6.40, owner-operator of Sea Adventure Sports Fishing, Chuck Taft is going to be with us. And Chuck is going to clue us in on the, the, the bite that is still the fall here of 2005. So it's going to be a jam-packed show, but before we get started... Let me introduce to you the co-host of Rod and Reel Radio. She is the sales manager for Iserline. She represents a, no, a number of fine other products in the industry, Miss Wendy Toshihara. Wendy, how are you tonight, ma'am? Oh, I am doing much better than I was last week. <laughs> I am glad to hear that. I know you were just a little bit under the weather, but I can't tell you how happy I am to have you back with us Uh uh, so, obviously, no hunting and fishing for you in the past couple of weeks. Well, you know, I tried. I got out there on Thursday night. Merritt wanted to go hooping, and so I thought I'd bring along a rod, but uh, it's still too early for me to get out there and fish. I was in pain that night and the next day. Well, let, let's hope uh, uh, that, you, you know, you're going to be back 100% here real quick, and 
and uh, be out there doing it again because right now I think you've probably heard a lot of the reports the fishing has been fantastic. You know, I heard about all the great fishing, and it's pretty close, half-day and three-quarter-day boats are getting to it, and I have booked a trip, my annual trip, on the Stardust out of Santa Barbara for December 19th, so hopefully I'll be all better by then, and uh, I'll be able to pull on some fish. All right. I hope so, too, Wendy. Hey, we'll talk more about that as the... uh, uh, weeks come on, but hey, why don't we get to our first guest, you know, because Wendy, I know you're up for taking the, the family out, the kids, a place to go that's uh, really family friendly, a lot of lakes, you know, not necessarily that way, I mean, uh, if you've got your own boat and everything, you can go on out there, but there's not a lot of places where you can go fish, have great shoreline fishing, and then have a lot of the amenities for the family, just in case the fishing gets slow, well, We've got the place for you at Santee Lakes, and we've got the park ranger from Santee Lakes, Mr. Greg Evan, with us to tell us a little bit more about Santee. So, hey, Greg, how are you doing tonight, sir? I'm doing great, John. Thanks for having me on. Well, no, thank you very much, because I know this is a busy time for you. You got... You've got the, the, the park open there. You've got people camping. You've got people fishing. You've got a lot of people enjoying the facility. Why don't you tell us a little bit about Santee Lakes and if you know how they came about and, uh, you know, what they are today. Sure. Uh, for the folks that don't know uh, Santee Lakes, it's a 190-acre parking campground. Uh, we're owned and operated by Padre Dam Municipal Water District. Um, all of the water that feeds into our chain of seven lakes is uh, uh, comes from the um, water recycling facility just up the road. So it's all reclaimed water from the uh, the town's wastewater. Uh, it's clean to uh, just uh, just about drinking standards. I like to say it's cleaner than any um, bay that you have in, uh, around here, San Diego and Mission Bay. <laughs> um, and no, we are family friendly. We have uh, what we like to think is something for everyone. We've got hiking, biking, picnicking, boating wildlife and bird watching, uh, camping, tent and RV camping, as well as cabin camping. We have seven uh, cabins uh, situated right on the shoreline of Lake 7. And we also have three cabins that are floating on uh, some docks on Lake 7. And those are pretty unique, and they're pretty much booked up all the time. Uh, and, of course, fishing. Like I said, we have the, uh, the seven fishing lakes. Five of them are located in the day-use park, and two lakes are located in the campground with lakefront camping. Um, you know, we stock our, our lakes year-round. In the wintertime, November through March, we're stocking rainbow trout, which we're currently doing now. And then uh, throughout the summer, we stock catfish. Um, currently, uh, you know, the trout are biting. Our, our weekend opener was uh, November 7th and 8th, where we stocked 2,500 pounds of rainbow trout. And uh, the largest one caught so far uh, to date was a 9-pound, 5-ounce rainbow trout. Oh, nice. <laughs> Yeah, and that was picked out of lake number two on a mini jig. Um, you know, the fish are biting. We don't require a state license here. We uh, we do operate as an aquaculture facility, so we're uh, kind of running our own show here. Um, you know, other than the uh, the fishing, like I mentioned, the camping, we've got 300 full hookup campsites, uh, two pools, a jacuzzi. Uh, we've got RV storage, 300 spots of RV storage. Uh, for the kids, we've got seven playgrounds, including a boulder adventure course playground and a spray ground when the uh, weather is warm enough, like today. It was about 90 degrees. There were kids in it today. <laughs> uh, and then we host a, a, a number of events throughout the year, from fishing derbies um, 
night fishing events. Uh, the Sancy Lakes Foundation hosts a uh, 5K fun run. Uh, the Sancy Lions Club and the Kiwanis Club, they all do fishing derbies with us as well as the Sancy Firefighters Association. And I mentioned the Sancy Kiwanis Club. Their trout derby is actually coming up, and that's for kids uh, grades 1 through 8th grade, and that will be on December 5th, Saturday, December 5th. And then the next day, we hope everybody comes out to Santa at the lakes. We're actually going to be blowing snow. We'll have a little uh, snow sledding hill. Santa will be there. Carnival rides, crafts, the whole thing. And that's December 6th. And that'll be from uh, 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. Um, I mentioned the, uh, the water recycling facility. Uh, since our water is, uh, you know, recycled from the, from the town there, uh, as long as the town doesn't go under, uh, we're still in business because uh, with the drought out there, uh, a lot of uh, lakes and reservoirs are kind of suffering right now. Our lakes stay full year-round, and we are open for fishing seven days a week. Now, hey, we're speaking with uh, Greg Evans, uh, park ranger over at Santee Lakes. And, Greg, just a, a, a number of questions to ask you. Number one, are the lakes themselves, sure. are they in the footprint of the old San Diego River bottom, or is this a, uh, another area? Uh, you know, it, they are situated in um, Sycamore Canyon, I guess. You know, it's, it's eastern Santee. Uh, they used to be old gravel um, pits back in the day. Uh, and then it was back in the uh, 50s, and then the park opened for fishing in 1961 um, with the recycling of the town's wastewater uh, kind of uh, put us um, on the map and got us worldwide recognition for using reclaimed water for uh, recreation. And, um, you know, look at us now, 50-plus years down the road, and uh, if you've been to Santee Lakes, you know it's changed quite a bit over the years. And, uh, you know, we're always trying to stay fresh and new, um, keep the place looking good, and, you know, we appreciate all our guests that come out and help support it. We are a a self-sufficient facility. We don't uh, receive any outside funding or um, poverty down rate payer subsidies. Uh, we rely strictly on user fees to operate and run the facility. Uh, we do apply for some grant funding, which helps out. But um, everybody that comes and visits our park is helping to support it. So we really do appreciate all you folks that come out. Now, Greg, I know probably the trout are on a put-and-take program, but our the other species, the catfish, the bass, the crappie, uh, other species you have there, are they, is it catch and release? Or if people uh, want to take home a trophy, can they? Sure. Um, yeah, we have a trout uh, in the wintertime, November through March, March. And then we have bass, bluegill, catfish, and carp in all the lakes. Uh, the bass are strictly catch and release. We've been doing that for a number of years now. And uh, we're seeing, uh, you know, the benefits of that with um more, more fish, more uh, quality fish. I've seen, you know, I've been there for 15-plus years. I've seen 10-pound bass come out of every lake there. So that, that's fun to see those big bucket mouth. Um, so, yeah, the bass are catching leaf. Everything else um, you are welcome to keep as you catch. It's a five-fish limit per day. And, um, yeah, it's a good time. And it's a great, like you say, it's a great place to bring the family out. Um, we are we are city close, but once you get inside those gates, you feel like you're out in the country. Um, and and our lakes are very fishable. You, know, you can get around every shoreline there. Um, folks that maybe have a disability, we've got a disabled access fishing pier. You can drive right up to it um, and wheelchair onto it if need be. Um, so folks like that that have limited mobility, this is a great place to come. 
And, yeah, I mean, I invite anybody that hasn't been to the Licks for a while or has never been here at all to uh, come and check us out. Hey, Greg, but, this is Wendy. Yeah. Um, I yeah. was wondering, for people who want to camp at your, at your campground, um, do you have group facilities? How many uh, campsites do you have? And it's a great sure. place for a staycation. You betcha. Um, yeah, we have 300 full hookup campsites. Uh, we do allow tents in some of those sites. Uh, otherwise, they're all full hookup RV-type sites. Um, you can check out SantiLakes.com or on our Facebook page for a lot of information. Um, your, your daily rate would start at uh, $42 a night. Um, the cabins start at uh, about 120 a night to 140 a night for the floating cabins. They sleep uh, six people. Up to What's six a floating people. cabin? The floating cabins, uh, well, they're situated on uh, Lake 7. We've got three of them. They're connected to a dock, so if you picture uh, maybe a boat in a slip um, tied off there, that's pretty much what it is. And uh, it's, it's, it's got all the amenities in it from a full kitchen, fridge, you know, shower, you know, the full restroom. On the, uh, you've got a nice deck uh, porch uh, that's covered with uh, outside uh, you know, patio furniture and uh, barbecue so you can grill right there, throw your line in the water, you're on the water, you're fishing. It's uh, really relaxing. I've stayed there with my family, and my kids loved it. I couldn't... Uh, and every, how many people uh, does one of those, do one of those floating cabins accommodate? Yeah, they accommodate up to six persons. Wow, that's great. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's a neat deal, Wendy, because uh, it, it, the lakes are all accept, uh, accessible by the shoreline, and... I've got to tell you, and you probably see it all the time, Greg. We see it here in the shop at Angler's Arsenal. The kids that come in, and they're excited because they caught a five-pound fish, six-pound fish, you know, whatever it is. And then all of a sudden, there are some of the adults that come in. They don't have boats. You know, they don't have access to some of the other lakes like they have at Santee. And they come in jazzed because, of the fact, they just got their personal best. They got a six-pound bass or a ten-pound catfish. And, and now with trout season going, you're, you, you're not using just the uh, uh, Department of uh, Fish and Wildlife trout that some of the other facilities get. You're bringing in trout from where? Yeah, we're actually getting our trout this season, and we have for the past few seasons from Jess Ranch Trout Farm up in uh, Apple Valley. And uh, they supply us with some uh, some awesome fish. Uh, for our opener, we stock a, a wide variety of uh, sizes from the standard stockers, you know, the one one pounders, all the way up to um, fish in the double digits. Um, like I said, our largest so far was a nine pound five ounce. So we're we're waiting to uh, wow. get into the double digit category. But um, yeah, they provide us with some quality fish, and um, the anglers appreciate it. So when are you going to have your opener? I know it's, you know, going to be hot again, and I know water temperatures, you know, have to sure. be, what, 65 degrees or less uh, or cooler. Um, when mm -hmm. do you expect to be able to stock the trout, or have you? Yeah, we, we actually have uh, the trout opening weekend was November 7th and 8th. See, our lakes are um, a little smaller, and they're, they're a lot shallower than a lot of those reservoirs out there. And uh, those cool nights really drop the temperature real quick in those, uh, oh. those bodies of water. So I'm right now the uh, the water temperature is right around 61, 62 degrees. So oh, we're, wow. we're in prime territory for trout. We're in full swing. We just uh, stocked another stock on uh, what was it the 20th of November? So this last Friday we put in another plant of fish, and I stocked uh, also up in the campground for the campers. They get they get two lakes exclusively up there when you camp with us. Um, so, yeah, and our next stock is scheduled for December 4th. 
So wow. we're, we're going about every other week, if not more, with, uh, with a plan of trout right now. You know, Greg, we uh, broadcast from uh, uh, south of Ensenada to all the way up to Santa Barbara and then San Bernardino. Probably a lot of people are saying, I, I, I've never heard of this place. This sounds like paradise, <laughs> and it really is. If, if people want more information about Santee Lakes, uh, maps mm-hmm. on how to get there, what's happening at, uh, at maybe some of the different lakes or the events that you have, where's the best place to go to get this information? Well, of course, we are online at uh, uh, Uh We're also on Facebook, so you need to check us out, like us on Facebook. Uh, that gets updated on almost a daily basis, and that you can really, you know, get all the information about Santee Lakes on that Facebook page and, and the daily updates. Um, also, if you're on SantiLakes.com and you go into our fishing page, there's a place to select um, receive the weekly fish reports, which I do write myself. So if you want to get a little uh, write-up from me every week, you can uh, click on that, and I will email it to you every week. Um, otherwise, we are located at 9310 Sanita Parkway in the town of Santee in uh, East County, San Diego. Now, if if people feel like this sounds too good to be true, uh, can they come and investigate and kind of tour it around uh, uh, before they they make the commitment to bring families or kids or whatever it is? Sure. I, I welcome them, you know, come in, take a day trip, take an afternoon if you can, and uh, just swing on in, come say hi to us, check out what we've got going on. Um, I wanted to mention another thing that we just uh, uh, started doing. We, we bought a, a golf cart. It's kind of like one of those snack and beverage carts that you see on a golf course, <laughs> and we named it the Snackle Box. Okay. And uh, we, cru- we cruise that thing around the lakes and up into the campground, and we're selling chips and drinks. Uh, we're selling worms out of it for bait. Uh, just about anything you need, we'll we'll sell it to you there. And if we don't have it on the on the cart, we'll run back to the store and pick it up for you. So we're trying to bring the convenience to you and then keep you right there so you can watch your line and not miss a bite. You know, I think Wendy had it pegged. A great place for a staycation, <laughs> and especially if you have a limited amount of time and limited amount of funds. I mean, it, it's it's right here in eastern San Diego County, and it. It is very, very rural. Once you get into the property area, I, I, I don't know how you can beat it. Hey, uh, uh, Greg, just again, if people want to call for more information or, or find out what's happening here in the next week or so, I know you got a good number. What is that? Area code 619-596-3141. All right. We'll take care of you. Hey, Greg Evans, Park Ranger for the Santee Lakes in uh, eastern San Diego County. Greg. Thank you for being with us. I know you probably had a busy weekend with this weather. You've got the trout happening now, and you've got great trout fishing over there. We wish you good luck, and I hope to be visiting you here again in the not-too-distant future. Thanks for being with us. Thanks, guys. Have a good night. All right. Hey, you're listening to Rod Real Radio at rodreelradio.com or at AM540. Hey, we're coming on back with what the heck is Phil thinking? Got to take a break right now, though. We'll be back, Wendy and I, after these messages. You can count on El Cajon Ford, as so many Southern Californians have for years. El Cajon Ford has the cars and trucks you can count on, like the all-new Fusion and Escape, Edge, Explorers, and more. And now, Fiestas with 38 MPG and Focus with 40 miles per gallon highway, plus C-Max Energy with up to 42 highway EPA estimates. El Cajon Ford has them now. Shop online at ElCajonFord.com. Choose from hundreds of your favorite F-Series trucks, too. El Cajon 
Cajon Ford knows trucks, no matter what you're hauling or towing, for a great weekend of fishing or for some fun in the desert. Now get special savings on every F-Series truck in stock, 150s, 250s, 350s, at El Cajon Ford. We have commercial trucks, too, including the all-new Transit Connect. Finally, a commercial van with great mileage, helping your business get moving again. El Cajon Ford, worth the short drive from anywhere in Southern California, Broadway and East Main and El Cajon, or online anytime, anywhere at ElCajonFord.com. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat treated to make them light and extra strong, but not brittle. The Gamakatsu sharpening process is the most modern in the world and results in a perfectly conical point that is unequaled in sharpness. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing, drop shot, extra wide gap, worm hooks, finesse wide gap, and a lot more. Gamakatsu has a hook for whatever style of fishing you want to do. Don't waste your time on a cheap hook. Ask for Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. H&M Landing is the most diversified sport fishing company on the West Coast. Serving the angling community since 1935, H&M Landing's name recognition and reputation for customer service is the best in the business. The H&M fleet provides the widest range of trip options and boasts the coast's largest open party fleet. For ocean fishing any time of the year, H&M Landing should be your choice for nearshore and offshore fishing. H&M is San Diego's most experienced sport fishing company, offering the best in half-day, three-quarter day, full, and multi-day trips, and a complete schedule of long-range adventures. Call today, HM Landing, 619-222-1144, or visit their website at www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. H&M Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi-day fishing since 1935. That's H&M Landing at 619-222-1144 or hmlanding.com. 2015 and 16, Quantum Fishing's gone and done it again for you with the brand new redesigned Smoke PT Reel Series. Everything from your spinning reels all the way to your bait casters, the PTA design has new PTXA frame, lighter, stronger, bone crushing drag, Quantum Fishing. We are performance tuned. Check them out at Angler's Arsenal in La Mesa or anglersarsenal.com or give us a call at 619-466-8355. This segment of Ron Real Radio is brought to you by the makers of the original balloon fishing clip system, Balloon Fisher King. Now you can fish the precise bait depth desired with these easy-to-use clips and 100% biodegradable natural latex balloons. All you do is clip, inflate, bait, and fish. Look for Balloon Fisher King clips and balloons at your local tackle dealers or go to balloonfisherking.com for further information. It's a big deal, you know. I've always wanted to be on Rod and Reel Radio Line. <laughs> <laughs> I won the Bassmaster Classic. I did a, a McDonald's commercial, but now I know I've made it. I fulfilled my dream. <laughs> that is just absolutely awesome. And we do want to welcome you back to Rod and Reel Radio. Wendy Toshahara is with us tonight. And Wendy, Santee Lakes, doesn't that sound like a little piece of paradise in, in the middle of the city? at their website it's amazing and you can have a wedding there you can kayak you can rent a boat i mean it's just it's amazing it looks huge i want to go and check it out you got to do that hey wendy speaking of amazing things last week we were talking about the saltwater bite with our next guest and 
you know, we were kind of going, well, maybe we're getting into the late fall winter doldrums and, uh, you know, the fishing's going to be kind of, uh, you know, off a little bit. Storms are coming down from the, the north and everything like that. And what the heck? Hey, let's figure out what the heck is Phil thinking. And we got with us the voice of PFO Radio, Mr. Phil Friedman, to figure it all out for us. Phil, welcome to the show. It's a really a beautiful evening, and can't wait to get into it. There's so much going on. <laughs> hey, thanks, Phil. I'm sorry we made you, you wait so long. But, yeah, man, we got excited hearing about these opportunities at Santee Lakes. But right now, we've got some great fishing opportunities in mid-November off of our coast. John, you are not kidding. Hey, can I give a shout-out to a couple of guys that are listening real quick, and then I'm going to jump right into it. Joe Patino, United States Marine. Down there at Camp Pendleton in Oceanside, surf fishing with his son, Captain Eddie Leland. I just left him. I came up. This is friendship, John. I just left a good surf bite down there to come up and be on with you. Joaquin Espinosa driving up from the great town of Tijuana. And also Bob Osborne and Andrew Deal from Andrew Deal Outdoors. I saw him walking down at the beach when I was surf fishing just a moment ago. John, really incredible stuff going on. And, you know, it, it is November, but I don't care. You could pick any chronology, July, August, and these are phenomenal things that are going on. They're made more special, of course, because we're bumping up against Thanksgiving. And you look at the half-day boat Sea Watch today with 43 yellowfin tuna this morning, the half-day boat out of Seaport Sport Fishing. The tribute on an overnight trip, how about 180 yellowfin tuna? And it has been spectacular here recently. And, of course, Ryan Boston over there on the three-quarter day boat San Diego, with up over 200 yellowfin tuna the other day. Really phenomenal stuff. A lot of these fish are coming off uh, pods of dolphins, so they're running on the dolphin and fishing primarily anchovies. So, you know, when they get up there and you're fishing on the slide, you got to get a bait in the water fairly quickly. But swim baits and yo-yo iron are also super effective, and that way you're not standing at the bait tank. You're just waiting, and when the captain tells you to go, you can fire a jig or drop it straight down. Something with some chrome in it works really, really well. And, man, I'll tell you, just phenomenal fishing. Those ahi assault jigs have been really, really good. Again, something with some chrome, and it has been spectacular fishing. Now, the Oceanside 95 is about 30 miles from home. Last time I checked with Captain Rick Slock, and he had about 30 yellowfin tuna on the boat. Nothing wrong with that. But Joey Helgren just called or actually sent me a text, and I'm looking at it right now, saying they've been in a stop for about an hour and a half, and he thinks they're up over a buck, 100 yellowfin tuna now. So nice, here we go nice. for the Oceanside boat as that just continues. And once again, this is phenomenal yellowfin tuna fishing down there around San Diego. But yesterday, John and Wendy and everybody, the marlin boats up off the west end of Catalina Island were just having an awful time because they couldn't keep the yellowfin tuna off the jig. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> the west end of Catalina and complaining about it because there's been some blue marlin and a lot of striped marlin up there in that neck of the woods. Now, I know some guys are back out there looking at it again today, and I don't know if it, it was biting again today, but yesterday there was quite a show of YFT up there at the west end of Catalina. Pretty darn spectacular, pretty crazy for any time of the year. And then uh, looking in the Santa Monica Bay, Redondo Special this morning had eight yellowtail up in the Channel Islands. They haven't been catching many yellowtail, but the rock fishing has been Prolific, abundant, spectacular, lots of lingcod up there. 
out of Cisco Sport Fishing in Oxnard for the Pacific Islander and uh, the Aloha Spirit and the rest of the boats up there. It really, really has been good. Surf fishing, pretty darn good at times also. Here this evening, I can tell you it was all rays for us. And thank God they were on my hook this time instead of in my foot. <laughs> it was quite a bit of rays around, and they were really... Oh, and Bob Osborne's walking in here right now with a giant yellowfin croaker, the bum. You know, see what happens when I, when I don't get the fish laid out there? Beautiful, Bob. That is a nice fish. About a two-pound yellowfin croaker. So I take that back. There was more than rays down there. We've had days here recently. My son Philip with three halibut one day. And uh, it has been pretty darn good in the surf. And it's beautiful down there. It's like you're fishing in the South Pacific with that beautiful sun down tonight. And also that warm water. And it's just really, really, it seems like another world here in Southern California right now. Um, hey, worth mentioning, uh, sinking of the first artificial reef in northern Baja took place on Saturday. The Uribe 21, a patrol boat donated by the Mexican Navy, was sank off of Rosarita Beach, and it became the first artificial reef in Baja, California. The sinking of that ship initiates the project to build the Rosarito Beach Submarine Park, so they're going to try to add to that and keep that rocking and rolling. So, Crazy stuff going on. Blue Marlin off the west end of Catalina Island. Yellowfin tuna. Half-day boat yellowfin tuna. And this, as we're bumping up against Thanksgiving. John, pinch me. I think I'm dreaming. Well, you know, Phil, first of all, we got to give a special shout-out to Mary Bradley. She caught her first yellowfin tuna on the Chabasco 2 just a couple of weeks ago. So she was on a three-quarter day boat. So, Mary, congratulations on joining the club and and phil what is amazing about these fish that are coming in back in september it seems like the fish that we had were the the little bullets they seem to be the uh the the bait that the uh, wahoo and the dorado were feeding on but these fish that are coming in off the tribute and even off the san diego the three-quarter day boat these are some nice fish yeah, you're right, John. I mean, it is so nice to see the great quality of these yellowfin tuna now. And normally, and, and this year, when we were fishing the kelps, we were catching those smaller fish. When we would get out and chase the dolphin pods, that's where the bigger fish were holding. And since we're a lot, that's where a lot of this fish is coming from right now, it's mostly nice, great fish. Like on the small side, maybe 10, 12 pounds, and then right on up to some 40-pounders mixed yeah. in with it. So not only, as you point out, numbers of yellowfin tuna but quality beautiful yft nice big fish you know phil and you've got to uh, remember too and the fishermen have to remember that right now at least at the bait barges in san diego there uh, are basically anchovies and they're nice anchovies but sardines you, you might get a you know a handful of them in with the mix so you've got to be ready to fish a little bit lighter line with those sardines but Phil, besides uh, those anchovies, but besides the anchovies, go over again some of the things that you've heard that the fishermen have been catching these fish on. Well, John, you are absolutely right about that. Chovy's been the, the best way to do it. You can still get bit on 25-pound with an anchovy. A number one hook will do you just fine. And, again, a lot of times it's, it's really important when you're fishing on the slide to get a bait in the water really, really quickly. So, while in most cases, I'm going to tell you, take your time there at the well. Choose a really good hot bait. Sometimes just getting a bait in the water, the boat's moving ahead. It gets in that whitewash, and 
those yellowfin tuna are really ready to bite something. So getting a bait in the water quickly is a good way to really maximize your hookups on the sport boat. So, again, the, the lighter line, 20, 25 pound will work fine. If you get into a prolonged stop and they're chewing nails, you can go right on up to the 40 pounds. And if you like to fish the heavy line, well, then you can just yo-yo iron and fish the yo-yo. That works really, really well. Swim baits have been working great on these kinds of stops on the slide. A swim bait works great. And I love those ahi assault jigs. They work great. And if you want to turn those ahi assault jigs into a flat fall jig, you can just take them with your hand, your fingers, and you can bend them. You bend them almost like in half. You toss them out, and they act like a flat fall. And then when you're done with that, let's say you want to slow troll off your private boat again, you just bend them back and straighten them out. I love these things, and they work really, really well on these yellowfin tuna. So, once again, paying attention, getting ready to go. You've got to get a bait in the water or your lure in the water ASAP when the captain tells you that school is on you, you want to get in the water right away. Start out with that lighter stuff, maybe the 20, 25 pounds. And I talk to the crew on that. I make sure because they don't want you to fish too light a line on this fish. You'll get hung up on a fish too long and you'll be on fish too long and instead of landing a fish or two and getting another one on board you're still fighting that same fish so 25 is about right a number one size hook and when possible choose a good hot bait that always makes a huge difference if you want to get a bait in the water really really quickly on the slide i get that and a lot of times that will result in a hookup now uh fill this uh uh, artificial reef uh, that was created by, I think it was Uribe off of Rosarita Beach. Uh, how far off the beach is it? Is it intended to be a, a dive spot, a fishing spot, or is it intended to be like an artificial reef that is going to be uh, uh, protection for all different species of fish and, and help the fishing in that area overall? John, it is about a half a mile off the beach, and they're going to continue to add to it, and it is for all of the above. It's for diving, fishing. Uh, it's for all of that. And artificial reefs, um, they attract fish rapidly. I mean, that there will be guys catching fish on that reef next year for sure. So their idea there around Rosarita Beach is to add to this and continue to grow this submarine park and make it a haven for fishermen and divers so that everybody can get out there and enjoy, catch more fish, and uh, have more fun when they dive. Man, I was hoping that, that would be within jig distance of uh, uh, the pier in front of the Rosarita Beach Hotel, because I know they have access to deep water over there, but uh, we're just going to have to wait for them to put them closer, I guess. Hey, John, we'll just get uh, <laughs> one of my kids. You pick which one you want to swim your jig out there, and we'll make them do it. Philip or Patrick, swim out there. Hurry up. Take John's jig out to the reef. All right. Hey, uh uh, Phil, don't you also have a trip uh, going down to here to Cotty here real soon uh, to help the kids out? Hey, thanks, John. We're going to do that on January the 10th. And on Black Friday, we'll be over at Big Fish Bait and Tackle in the city of Seal Beach from 12 noon to 6 p.m. And people can bring a school supply, whether it's a pen or a notebook or a toy. And we will take that down for Dia de Reyes down to Tecate. The stadium will have 5,000 kids in it. And we make sure every one of those kids gets something, not me personally, but a group of people started by a woman named Margaret Koval. She's the one who started the Christmas train. And we add to that, we already have over $20,000 in beautiful brand new football jerseys, soccer wow. jerseys. They're going to go down there. So we've got that. We're going to add to it with some more stuff. And then we'll go down for Dia de Reyes. And John, one of these days, I'm going to get you to go with us. It is a really heartwarming, touching day. 
And at the end of it, for guys like you and me, man, I'll tell you, John, the carne asada tacos are to die for. They're really, really good in the little place right down the street from the stadium. You know, uh, when we went down with you to Rosarita Beach and we had a chance to visit a few of the facilities over there that are helping the kids out, most of them have to be self-sustainable. They don't get funds from the government. And it is amazing, uh, first of all, the the stateliness of the people that run these places and their dedication to the kids. And then the way they are working things out to be self-sustained are is just incredible. And, Phil, with help with people like you, uh, I know it makes their job a little easier, but what dedicated people uh, there are down there working uh, these causes. Yeah, and you too, John. You, you were down there on the pier working with the kids. Great stuff. I'll just mention a couple of those people. Rosie Torres from the Boys and Girls Club in Rosarita Beach. Rosie, changing lives, doing miracles down there in Rosarita Beach. And Joe Valenzuela, who runs an all-girls orphanage there, yes. also in Rosarita Beach. I know we had a real touching time there, John. We were with all the girls there, and they're great kids. And Joe's doing just a wonderful, wonderful thing down there at Casa Estrella in Rosarita Beach. You're right. Really, really saintly people. Hey, Phil, if we want to keep in contact with everything happening that's uh, going on in the world of uh, Phil Friedman Outdoors, how's the best way to do it? John, thank you so much. The best way to do that is go to the website, www.pfomedia.com, or visit us on Facebook at PFO. Or if you prefer to do it all in Spanish, you can go to www.aventurasaladelibre.com or visit us on Facebook at aventurasaladelibre. Also, our Spanish radio shows, AM 690, Friday nights at 9, Sunday mornings at 6. John, always a pleasure to be on with you and Wendy and all the great folks out there listening. Thanks again, John. Well, Phil, and we also wish you and all the friends at uh, uh, Phil Friedman Outdoors a very safe and happy Thanksgiving. I hope you get a chance to be with the ones that you love. And if you can't be, that uh, we're at least thinking of them and, and we'll toast them come turkey time. Phil, thanks a lot for being with us. Same to you, John, and everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. All right. Phil Friedman from Phil Friedman Outdoors. Thanks for being with us. Hey, Wendy and I, we got to take a break right now, but coming up next, it's the fish icon himself, Captain James Nelson. We're going to hear what's happening in the local inshore areas, but first, we've got to take a break. We'll be right back after these messages. Angler's Arsenal is the serious angler's first choice for hand-poured plastics, McCoy line, Spro products, Gamakatsu hooks, G. Loomis fishing rods, Shimano products, Ovet reels, and just about anything you hear advertised on Rod and Reel Radio. Go to anglersarsenal.com and visit our online tackle store. See the huge selection of Western Plastics hand-poured baits, all at anglersarsenal.com. Angler's Arsenal Tackle Store is conveniently located in La Mesa, just off Interstate 8. Give us a call at 1-800-428-8730. If you're serious about your fishing, choosing the right tackle is one of the most important decisions you'll ever make. Iserline makes premium fishing lines including monofilament, Dacron, Spectra, fluorocarbon, battle-tested harnesses, and top angler-tested Iserline tools and accessories. Iserline premium fishing products are created to provide you with the ultimate in strength, dependability, durability, high abrasion resistance, low stretch, and high quality. All Iserline products are 100% guaranteed against manufacturing defects. You just can't buy better value. 
Iserline will replace or repair at their option. No questions asked if you're not pleased with any of their product. Catch what you've been missing. Quality guaranteed. Every serious angler knows that a quality hook is an important part of their arsenal. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong, but not brittle. Gamakatsu ring hooks are made with a one-piece ring, no welds, no weak spots, a very smooth-moving ring. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing. Live bait hooks, both light and heavy-duty, to four extra strong. Circle hooks, tuna hooks, ring hooks, tuna doubles, and many more. Don't waste your next fishing trip on a cheap hook. Get Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. My Angler H2O. I will scent my lure with pride. And hope my boss doesn't notice the tan. I will outmaneuver drought-exposed sunken boats and outlast the hard-fighting largemouth bass. I will save water at home for better fishing out here and always, always wear my life jacket. What's your H2O? Tell us at BoatCalifornia.com. The California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways reminds you to wear it, California. This portion of Rod and Reel Radio is brought to you by the Rockley's Fish Release System. Now you can quickly and easily release fish suffering from barotrauma back to the depths they were caught. Look or ask for the Rockley's at your local fishing tackle dealer. And Wendy and I, we want to welcome you back to Rod and Reel Radio. Hey, you know, our next guest, you hear him regularly as the fish icon dot com at dot com or as a fish icon but he's got a secret identity he's also james nelson and the student baker accomplished songwriter and musician both of these people are here with us tonight without further ado captain james nelson captain james how you doing hey john wendy john you make me sound schizophrenic how'd you know (laughs) (laughs) which one of me told you um, that's all right, Captain James. Hey, let's talk a little bit about the fishing first. You know, uh, you know, as we we're saying with Phil Friedman, we thought these storms were coming through and the fishing's going to die down. All of a sudden, we get some good weather and everything just kind of breaks loose. Tell us, uh, how's it going for you? Well, it just shows you all we know, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> it's been beautiful. It's been uh, almost magical out there. Uh, I haven't been uh, privy to all that. Well, I have been privy to it, but I haven't experienced this offshore stuff guys are bragging about. But, boy, you know, it. you would have thought it was Fourth of July weekend today at the launch ramp. <laughs> it was oh. pretty hectic out there. You know, Captain um, James, awesome. James, I was down there Saturday evening. It was a Chamber of Commerce date, uh, day down there at San Diego Bay. The The private boaters were coming in and... The yellowfin tuna are about 10 miles off of uh, uh, Crystal Pier. They're within range, and, boy, the guys were coming on back. They had some fish up to 40 pounds, and uh, it's just like the middle of summer again. Yeah, it, it's insane, and, you know, what's, what's really fun is I took some folks out for some rockfish today. Uh, hadn't had a chance to post the pictures of all the hecticness going on right now, but... Uh, we're back to having the rockfish to ourselves again. So, you know, <laughs> for those who want to catch rockfish, and I don't blame you for not, I don't blame you at all for chasing the tuna around, but, hey, you know, those rockfish are going, what happened? And, you know, we're chopped liver again. <laughs> it's kind of funny. <laughs> so, uh, Jim, uh, were you going for the rockfish? Were you uh, in San Diego Bay itself? Or were you able to get a little bit offshore? What were the conditions like? And, and how did you find the fishing? And what did you catch? 
We, we did shallow water rockfish today, and it's just the ultimate small boat experience. I mean, it was like a lake. It was beautiful. Uh, the the one, you know, downfall, of course, again, is when you've got the area to yourself and that uh, near shore shallow water stuff is you're going to have the sea lines on you all day. But, you know, you deal with it. And uh, they're kind of picky about which spiny fish they eat, so you can get most of them past the sea lines. And it, it's just a blast, though, so, John. It's just... You know, you drop down a, a shrimp or a squid or even an artificial, you know, we're throwing some of that red craw down there uh, and the spoons. And it's, we're fishing just right outside Point Loma, any kind of structure, pipes, rocks, it doesn't matter. You know, you fish around the lobster traps a lot of times tell you where all the good stuff is. And you just drop it down and hang on. <laughs> you know, it's fun. Now, hey, James. Yeah, go on. Yeah, buddy. What's the water temperature out there now? The water temperature where we were pointing all with today, it was about 67. It's a little brown, so I could see uh, why the pelagic action was a little dimmed. Uh, lately, we have been getting around the Whistler and all the way up into La Jolla. All along that ledge, we've been getting pretty good uh, bonita bite with a little bit of yellowtail still. But today, I didn't see any action. Uh, not that we would, we would have thrown to them if we did, but again, we were really focusing on rockfish, but still... I didn't see any bird activity. I didn't see the usual iron chuckers out there throwing on them. So I, I would guess that with that dingy colored water, probably pushed them offshore, maybe on the kelp patties and the birds and dolphins that all these guys are getting tuna on. I don't know. Right. Hey, Captain Jim, when I was out with you last week, we got into some great bonita fishing, and you got that fantastic uh, black uh, you know, skipjack. Uh, uh, has the skipjack bite kind of died out again? You know, it's, we've been getting them on the one-for-two-for basis anyway, so I haven't seen one since our trip, but you never know. It's just it's just been a really goofy year, and I'm hoping, you know, I've got family coming to town soon, you know, around uh, the holiday. Hopefully, if this tuna bite stays on, you know, I'll, I'll plan on getting out there with my brother. You know, we'll see what happens, but, you know, I, I, I wouldn't blame the fish if they moved on, but, boy, it sure is nice seeing them around. You know, uh... You know, I'm looking forward to that, Jim. As a matter of fact, uh, you know, I've been thinking for the past two days if I can get a window of opportunity to jump through to get a hold of you when you're not booked. And when my schedule meets it, it'd be fun to go out there and chase them. I mean, my gosh, uh, the fishing that we're still seeing here in mid-November with yellowtail, calico bass still off the hook. You know, you're, you're still metering plumes and plumes and plumes of uh, giant masses of red crab out there. I mean, is, this might be a bite that's going to go all the way into next year. Boy, it, it sure would be nice, you know. And, of course, we'll take those El Ninos, we'll take the rains, we'll take what we need out of it yeah. as far as getting some water in our lakes. But, you know, as, as long as this uh, offshore, inshore, all this coastal bite that we've been experiencing, boy, it's just fun. You know, while we're talking about the stuff that's happening outside the Bay, too, though, Jim, I know you've had a chance to fish a little bit inside the bay. And for those people that want to book with you and stay inside the bay for whatever reasons, because they want to go out and get some quality spotties or whatever it is, it's still happening inside the bay. Yeah, John, I could give you about 100 reasons to stay inside the bay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that's really what it is. It's eight-pound test bonanza. You know, you throw a couple grubs, maybe a cast master. Uh, if you want to throw a little piece of shrimp on there, I mean, it doesn't matter. It's just right now... We're talking mass quantities of action in the bay, right? And it's and guys are seeing it 
uh, Bonita and small barracuda in the bay. So, you know, that kind of action is still happening. We got a Corvina a few days ago, so that's happening. The bonefish are happening. I mean, it's just, I, I can't say it enough. I, I, I guess I guess you can't say it enough. Are you still there, Jim? <laughs> oh, man. I hey, guess we lost him. Hey, you know, I've got to tell you, though, uh, last week I had a chance to have a great experience with Captain Jameson. And here's the thing. You don't have to spend the entire day out there. Dr. Jim and I, we met Jim at the uh, launch ramp just a little after 6 o'clock, got our stuff in the boat, launched, went over to the bait barge, picked up some bait. We were out on the fishing grounds before 7 o'clock, and we had over 50 decent-sized fish by, uh, you know, around 11 o'clock or so. We came back in. We were back up at the launch ramp and in our cars driving away. In fact, I was upset because I had to go back to work, and I still had to put in a half day of work even after enjoying that great day of fishing. So, Captain James, I know you're back with us. Uh, just uh, uh, tell us, uh, you know, we were talking a little bit about fishing the bay, and I was telling the people, you don't have to spend an entire eight hours with you. You can go off for a half day and just have a great experience. Oh, absolutely, John. You know, sometimes it's it's that swing in the morning that's good anyway. Um, and the way it's warming up, it's nice just to, as soon as it heats up real good, just get off the water, go about your business, and do what you were going to do that day. Great. Now, I know, uh, Captain James, uh, you know, when we're looking at the uh, late fall and early winters, there may not be as many people that want to come on out that you'll normally get during July and August. So you might have some rooms in the calendar. If people want to get a hold of you, find out when you're available, what's happening, uh, you know, schedule you for a trip. How's the best way to do it? Well, they can always reach me online at thefishicon.com. Uh, there's even a link to my Facebook page, just simply James Nelson. Uh, or they could catch me on the telephone, 619-395-0799. And uh, for those people that want to see uh, uh, Jim Nelson, the songwriter and artist, uh, do you have another gig set up, Jim? Uh, not a formal thing, but I'm off to do a little open mic thing. So I'll be uh, be a uh, doing a couple, three songs, and then uh, kind of promoting the band's uh, upcoming CD again. And uh, hopefully we'll get we'll get an actual uh, performance with the full band coming up, maybe in the CD release party. I don't know. In you know, all that formalities, we'll, we'll deal into that as we go. But it's just uh, it's kind of a fun little thing. We're just t- taking it for a ride that we, can't, that we can, you know, just do what we can with it and have fun. All right, Captain James Nelson of the Fish Icon. Jim, thanks a lot for being with us. We'll probably talk to you during the course of the week, but if we don't have to, we want to wish you and the family just a fantastic Thanksgiving, and we look forward to speaking to you next Sunday night on Rod and Reel Radio. Always a pleasure, John. Wendy, you guys have a happy Thanksgiving, and same to you, JR, and I'll talk to you guys later. All right. James Nelson, the Fish Icon. Hey, uh, just quickly... We didn't get a chance last week to talk with Wendy to see what happened with the Coastal Conservation Association meeting that was up in Long Beach. They had a little bit of a get-together. But, Wendy, for those of us that weren't able to make it, you want to clue us in on how it went? It went well. Uh, John Bellotti, the new L.A. chapter president, did a great job. All of his board members and people uh, wanting to help were there. And we had 78 people show up with 35 new memberships. So it was great. 
And, you know, if anybody is interested, we are looking for an Orange County chapter president. We have board members already, but nobody wants to step up to the plate to be the, the chapter president. So if anybody out there is interested, uh, you know, give uh, contact me or contact uh, CCA, and uh, we'll uh, get things started. You know, we know the uh, California director is uh, our good friend, uh, Wayne uh, uh, Cotto, and uh you know, did they help you identify just some of the areas that they've been successful in, Wendy, and, and what areas in California that they think they're going to really try and zoom in on? Well, actually, um, it's all of California, but right now we're starting with Southern California. Uh, right now, the um, Artificial Reef Committee, which is Jim Salazar, um, Merritt McRae, myself, or it was Merritt McRae, myself, uh, and Kathy Needleman, um, we have um, partnered up with Ships to Reef, and Wayne had actually helped out over in San Diego with a ship that they sunk. And uh, there's uh, four more ships that are going to be sunk in the L.A. area, so if people want to start signing up and uh, getting ready for when we need help, we can go ahead and uh, contact them. But um, also, um, along with artificial reefs, um, we have a, um, the hatchery program that we're working with with Hub Sea World. Um, you know, the white sea bass program. Plus, we're looking to add on um, new species. So, uh, we're hoping to do great things in the future. And I wanted, I do want to say that we have a few new board members. Which one of them is Donna Caleb, Don Hansen's daughter at. Dana uh, Wharf Sport Fishing. Nice. Also, Bill Boyce from Boyce Photography. Oh, that's great. And, Wendy, if people want to find out more about what the uh, uh, Coastal Conservation Association is doing, uh, do they have a website uh, that you can give us to, that they you can go to? We have a Facebook page, which is CCA California, and you can also uh, Google search CCA California, and uh, all of our information will pop up. Man, that is great! There was such a turnout. What, what did the general? What was the general feeling and the attitude of the people that were there? You know, it was really neat because we we didn't know that we couldn't have a raffle, and a lot of uh, the fishing industry um, companies, manufacturers, donated um, quite a few items, and we weren't allowed to raffle it off. So what we did was, is we had a drawing. So everybody who showed up got a ticket. And all the new members who signed up um, with a new membership, um, they got a few extra tickets. So um, we were able to still give away all, all of our swag and still have money um, uh, in the coffer to help uh, the L.A. Rod and Reel Club, um, John Bellotti's kids group. Um, we ended up buying bait for them. So the proceeds from that event went to, towards children. And they got to fish on the pier um, with the bait we bought. Wow. You know, and it's great that the industry could set up and, and contribute like that. But I, I think each and every person that was there, they were going there with the intention about finding out what the uh, uh, association is all about, how it differs from some of the other associations there have been in the past here, to get the information, and then to have the national uh, director of the association there to talk to people and, and tell them what has been working around the country is it, just had to be just a, a great thing. And it, it just sounds like, 
you know, the California branch is off to a great step. And with people like you, Wendy, on on the uh, uh, the board of directors and people like Wayne, uh, you know, I think this is going to be an association that people are going to get the most bang for their buck on and uh, uh, do some good for the uh, the recreational fishermen uh, of Southern California and throughout California. Well, we're going to do our best, and as everyone knows, I'm... Um I don't know. I'm a fishing advocate. I'm a <laughs> I'm a bulldog when it comes to our fishing rights. So um, I'm definitely going to protect our rights and uh, fight for you know the the thing I love, which is fishing. All right. And again, Wendy, give us uh, uh, the location where people can go to get more information about the uh, Coastal Conservation Association. Um, you can go to uh, t- do a search on Facebook for CCA California. Or you can also do a Google search on CCA California, and all of our information will pop up. Okay, okay. All right. Hey, and if th- they like, they can contact me at uh, Wendy Tochihara at yahoo.com, and I'll be more than happy to point people in the right direction. Or just go to Wendy over on, uh, on Facebook, and not only will you get an opportunity where you can send Wendy a message, but you might get a great recipe. Uh, <laughs> a delicious fish dish <laughs> on the side. Hey, all right. Hey, we're going to take a break right now. Coming up next, pro angler John Murray. We're going to catch up with John, find out what he's been doing this past season. You're listening to Rod Reel Radio on AM540 at rodreelradio.com. Stay tuned. A lot more radio show to come. You can count on El Cajon Ford, as so many Southern Californians have for years. El Cajon Ford has the cars and trucks you can count on, like the all-new Fusion and Escape, Edge, Explorers, and more. And now, Fiestas with 38 MPG and Focus with 40 miles per gallon highway, plus C-Max Energy with up to 42 highway EPA estimates. El Cajon Ford has them now. Shop online at ElCajonFord.com. Choose from hundreds of your favorite F-Series trucks, too. El Cajon Ford knows trucks, no matter what you're hauling or towing, for a great weekend of fishing or for some fun in the desert. Now get special savings on every F-Series truck in stock, 150s, 250s, 350s, at El Cajon Ford. We have commercial trucks, too, including the all-new Transit Connect. Finally, a commercial van with great mileage, helping your business get moving again. El Cajon Ford, worth the short drive from anywhere in Southern California, Broadway and East Main and El Cajon or online anytime, anywhere at ElCajonFord.com. H&M Landing is the most diversified sport fishing company on the West Coast. Serving the angling community since 1935, H&M Landing's name recognition and reputation for customer service is the best in the business. The H&M fleet provides the widest range of trip options and boasts the coast's largest open party fleet. For ocean fishing any time of the year, H&M Landing should be your choice for nearshore and offshore fishing. H&M is San Diego's most experienced sport fishing company, offering the best in half-day three-quarter day, full, and multi-day trips, and a complete schedule of long-range adventures. Call today, HM Landing, 619-222-1144, or visit their website at www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. H&M Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi-day fishing since 1935. That's H&M Landing at 619-222-1144 or hmlanding.com. My Angler H2O. I will never use that fakey fluorescent pink bait or drag my hula popper through the mud. 
I will outmaneuver drought-exposed stumps, rocks, and submerged station wagons. And outsmart the ravenous river otter. I will save water by taking shorter showers for higher lakes. And I will always, always wear my life jacket. What's your H2O? Tell us at BoatCalifornia.com. The California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways reminds you to wear it, California. Quantum Fishing's got something for everybody. From the smallest angler to the oldest veteran, we can get you out there fishing with the greatest reels on the market today. From the all-new for 2016 Icon PT to the Tour Mag to the brand-new redesigned Smoke Reel, we've got something for everyone in your family. Have some fun. Take a kid fishing. They're the future of our sport. Quantum, we are performance-tuned. You can get your quantum products at anglersarsenal.com or anglersarsenal in the Mesa at 619-466-8355. Hi, this is BSS record holder Dean Rojas. El Cajon Ford helped me when I got started in my career and let them help you with a new F-Series Ford truck. And remember, nobody beats El Cajon Ford. Hey, Southern California, we do want to welcome you back to our Ron Real Radio Wendy Toshahara is with me tonight, and as a lot of you know in the industry, Wendy to- is the national sales manager for Iserline and many other fine products in the industry. Stan Vandenberg's not here tonight. He's out on the Indianapolis, uh, or on the Indy, and uh, I know uh, seeing Facebook, and if you want to go to the uh, Facebook page for uh, uh, the Indy, just uh, check it out. There's a lot of pictures of Stan on there, but more importantly, there's a lot of pictures with a lot of happy fishermen with great fish, and so I know we'll be hearing about that trip next week. Hey, you know, we like to try and keep up with what's happening with a lot of the fishermen that come from the southwest over here that are fishing, BASS, FLW, and, and the pro circuits, uh, and boy, this is uh, one of my favorite guys, been a friend for a long time. He's not from the Southern California area, but he's still from the uh, the southwest here. I think he uh, hails out of Phoenix, Arizona, at least for a little while. We had him on the show last year when he was just packing up the motorhome to get going, and I thought we'd bring him back and talk a little bit about the year and how it went for him. I want to welcome him to Rod Real Radio, Mr. John Murray. John, how you doing, sir? Doing great. How's everyone in SoCal? You know, it's summer here again, uh, John. What can I tell you? And I think you're probably experiencing some pretty good weather there, too. Yeah, 80-degree uh, Thanksgiving you know, week is always, always a welcomed event, I guess. Uh, uh, great. Hey, John, for, for some of the people that uh, might be uh, just tuning in or, or aren't as familiar with John Murray, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got involved in fishing and, and how you elevate, were elevated to now that you're, uh, you're fishing full-time. Yeah, I'm what you know as a lifer. You know, I started bass tournaments when I was 13 years old and technically never had a real job. I've always been a professional bass fisherman since college and um, turned professional in 20 when I was age 20 and then going to college. So, uh, yeah, I started out fishing the West. I think I fished every, every lake uh, on the major lake on the West Coast at some time, uh, California, you know, New Mexico, Arizona, Nevada, all the way up to Washington. And then uh, about uh, 2000, everything sort of slowed in the West, and I uh, started fishing the Bassmaster events uh, on the East Coast. And that's probably been my focus since 2002. So it's been, you know, and I've been on the Elite Series now for 10 years. This will be our 10th year on the Elite Series for everybody. So, yeah, it's uh, full-time, but it's all back East. Uh, I don't get to fish out here as much as I like. You know, I got to fish Havasu in the Delta this year. But, uh, yeah, we don't, we don't get the 
the great western fishing like I used to. I sort of miss it. But uh, you know, I, I you know I've seen some great fisheries uh, up and down and across the country. So I mean, that's the bonus to what I do. I get to travel and fish great fisheries. I fish Japan, fish Spain. I fished all over. So I mean, bass fishing has really afforded me a, a great life, and I, I really enjoy it. Well, you know, you're a great emissary too uh, for bass fishing, especially representing us here from uh, the southwest. But but tell me, when, when you started going back east and you were fishing these different lakes, uh, were you in for a, a little bit of a cultural shock on, on how different the lakes were to fish there? Or did you find that there were a lot of techniques that we were employing in the west that you can could apply to, to lakes when you're, you're fishing the southeast and the east? Yeah, the beauty of growing up in the west is you become versatile. You know, you can catch spotted bass in 100 feet at Shasta, and then go flipping on the Delta or Lake Havasu or fish super clear water at Mead. So, I mean, the guys that come out of the West are really versatile, and they're very well adapted for fishing back East. And I was lucky enough when I started, you know, they really didn't drop shot back there. They really didn't finesse fish. They never threw Senkos. So there was a lot of techniques that I started back there that, you know, I was a year or two ahead of a lot of the guys back there. So, um yeah, I didn't have a huge adjustment time to back there. I, I'd done it before. You know, but I'd fished so many waterways, it wasn't a big adjustment for me. Obviously, now you know you have you have lakes that you're not as versed on. But I mean, you know that that happens everywhere. I have local lakes here in Phoenix. I just don't do well on, and and some I I do really well on. So I mean, it's just funny how certain waterways jive with certain guys, and and others just don't don't make any sense to you. You know, and just quickly, this is just a little bit off the subject, but. I know one of one of my favorite lakes to fish was in the Salt River chain there. It was uh, 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 Apache, uh, and uh, it it suffered from the uh, golden algae, and we've had Carlos Gibbs on several ta- times telling us how it's recovering. But tell us, how is that lake, has it recovered, and is there still a golden algae problem now in Roosevelt? We don't know about, you know, you never know what causes the golden algae. It happened in 06, 07, somewhere in there, and wiped out all, you know, three of our best lakes. Never affected Roosevelt, but it affected the lakes downstream. But they did a great job of restocking. It's been a tremendous lake. Apache, I fished it last weekend, and the tournament had almost 18 pounds. I mean, it's large mouse. There was a lot of small mouse caught. I mean, you just it's just a beautiful lake full of good, good, solid fish. You know, none of our lakes really get the big ones like San Diego Lakes or, or Southern Cal Lakes, but you get them up to 8 or 9 or 10 pounds here. But they're solid fish out in there. But, yeah, that golden algae is so random. I think it really got affected when they had a huge huge fires here and they had a lot of retardant and stuff come into the water. And it seemed like that next year with all the, the water running through, something occurred. And, it, it, and I mean, I, I was watching crawdads crawling out of the water trying to get oxygen. I mean, it was just horrible what that golden algae did. I haven't experienced it since then, think, but, you know, it, it, it's, a, it's a potential anywhere. Once it's in your water, it could happen any time, and it's just a horrible, horrible effect for, for this game fish. You know, John, before we get on to how 2015 was on to you, I, I'm sure you probably had people scratching your head saying, you're from Phoenix. Phoenix is in the middle of the desert compared to someone that lives in Alabama or Georgia or Tennessee or whatever it is. Uh, they go, w- where do you have a chance to fish there? And I, I guess maybe some of our listeners are 
are asking you that too. What are some of the good lakes that you can fish that are, you know, fairly close to the Phoenix area? And I sort of equate it to San Diego. I mean, there's no huge lakes around San Diego, but there's a lot of really good little ones. And we have the same thing. We have Saguaro Canyon and Apache. They're on, they're smaller lakes full of fish. We have Roosevelt's one of our biggest lakes. Lake Pleasant's pretty big. Um, Alamo Lake, Bartlett Lake, and sometimes we have San Carlos Lake. So we have eight or nine lakes really close. Obviously, Havasu is about three hours away. But I mean, you know, there's plenty of waters. And we're, you know, we're like San Diego in that we get to fish year round. Whereas, a lot of these, you know, places back back east, you know, they're done fishing until next uh, March or April. So, I mean, no, I think that's the advantage of living in the West is, you know, we have year-round fishing and, and, and you know, fairly good fishing. At one lake or two lakes around is always good. You know, there might be some other slow. So it, it's a great place to grow up bass fishing. You know, John, you, you talked, you mentioned Lake Pleasant, too. Am I under a misconception, or is that a lake that really hasn't lived up to its potential when it comes to be a, a really world-class uh, uh, bass fishing uh, lake? What happened is they had the, the, the lake raised in back in 93, uh, um, and it was a tremendous lake for quite a few years. I mean, it was 10-pound fish. It was 15-pound fish. It was unbelievable. But the byproduct was is they pumped those stripers directly into Havasu, uh-huh. from Havasu in the, in the Lake Pleasant. Basically, they've overrun the lake. There's just a billion little stripers in that small lake. Now, it's sort of equaling out right now. What now? They have the quagga mussels there, huge, like they do in Havasu. And the crawdads have come back, and the bass have really gone on that. So it's making a comeback right now. You don't catch the giant fish like you used to at Lake Pleasant, but it, it's, it's getting back. But, yeah, the stripers have just depleted the shad and everything else. And it was sort of sad. They promised us it wouldn't happen. But, yeah, they're ex- pumping yeah. the eggs or something directly in our lake, and it, it's making it tough. You know, well, you see, that's the deal, because I remember, you know, when we were fishing Havasu uh, back in the 80s, I mean, it was tough fishing. Uh, and then the stripers, we were going, oh, my gosh, the, the stripers, uh, they're just decimating the lake. And then the smallmouth were were introduced, uh, introduced over there, and now all of a sudden you're looking at Havasu with the habitat and everything, even with the stripers, is... You know, after after the elite tournament, the I think each and every one of the pro anglers that were there, they commented just what a fantastic fishery Havasu was. They wish they could fish it uh, more, and they'd like to go back there again. Uh, you know, even though it had stripers, that swing was just amazing. And the beauty of Havasu is they have enough striper pressure. The lake's small enough that they catch quite a few of the stripers out of there. And I don't think they have the huge spawns. I think they, they, you know, that canal that comes to Lake Pleasant is actually spawning millions and millions of fish and pumping them right into Pleasant. So I don't think the Havasu spawns are quite as good. So there's, the numbers just aren't there like they used to be, a striper-wise. But, yeah, that, the, the quaggas, you know, as much as everyone hates them, they have turned those lakes around. You know, they started the food chain with the crawdads and everything else. And, I mean, it's, it's just a, you know, world-class readier sunfish, world, you know, just awesome lakes. So, yeah, I... You know, you have good and bad in these lakes, and uh, Lake Havasu is definitely smiling on, uh, I think, every, like you said, everybody from the East Coast, man, they really enjoyed Havasu. Right. Well, hey, you know, uh, last week uh, we had Charles Sims on. Charles is only the second Canadian angler to qualify for the Bassmaster Classic, but in talking with him and how he went the route for qualification and fishing FLW and BASS and everything else like that, he had put almost 40,000 miles 
just on his one vehicle to get from lake to lake event and to pre-fish and everything else like that. And I'm going to gather with the way that you were this year, even though you were, you know, working out of your motor home, you probably put a few miles on that motor home this year. Well, the difference was, yeah, we did not take the motor home this year because of the West Coast swing. Because we, you know, they, they gave us two West Coast tournaments, but they started us back east in Alabama. So yeah. we had to drive to Alabama, then come back out. So we got the full driving experience. And we hit, you know, the east coast at Chesapeake. And we hit the north coast up on the north part of the country up on Thousand Islands. We hit all the corners of the country this year. And, yeah, 30,000 is a pretty safe number for a league series year uh, this year. And, uh, yeah, it never ends. I mean, uh, that the... The, the driving is the downside of our tournaments, uh, but, uh, you know, we have to have our equipment there, and, and someone's got to get it there. <laughs> right. You know, John, when when you look at it, you know, and I've, I've known you since you were in your 20s, and Dean since he was in his teens, and Aaron, and I remember, you know, uh, uh, Greg Hines when, you know, he was uh, just out here, and you know, on Oroville, and D. Thomas when he was a young man, and you go down all the guys, Obviously, we're all getting a little bit older, and there's a new breed of fishermen coming on up here. Do you feel, obviously, you feel like you can compete, but what do you think about this 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 new generation of fishermen that are coming and fishing Bassmaster and FLW? Well, there's just a fast learning curve. You know, it used to be in bass terms. It even took five, ten years to even get your feet wet as far as how to fish tournaments and and the techniques, and with the Internet and all the information out there, the learning curve's small. I mean, it's not a long process. The young guys can get out there, and they can put their time in, and they can really shorten that learning curve. So, yeah, you're fishing against quality guys now that really haven't fished that long. So, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a constant battle to stay up with them, stay up with your techniques, and make sure you don't get stuck in your ruts. And that's the hardest thing, I think, as an older fisherman. You go, well, this used to work. Well, that doesn't mean it's still going to work. So, yeah, it's, it's a constant process of studying and understanding new ideas and being open to new ideas. And that's, that's the challenge I think I've run into. I, 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 I'm good at some, and some I'm just, you know, I need to work harder on. Wow. And relearning new electronics, too, with the side scan and everything compared to, you know, all the older models. Well, the, the, the mapping. I mean, I can go to, yeah. I went to Lake Havasu this year with my Garmin mapping, and I, I saw a hump out on my garmin i'm like you know i fish this like 30 years there's no hump out there and i went out there and sure enough there's a hump so i mean you know local advantage has nothing to do with it i mean it's all right there on the mapping i can say everything is out there now so yeah it's a totally different environment now um it's not there's no those no honey holes there's no secret spots there's none of that it's, it's always you know just staying ahead of the curve all right. Hey, we're speaking with uh, pro angler John Murray from uh, Phoenix, uh, one of the Southwest fishermen that have done really well out there, uh, not only fishing here in the West, but going back east fish. John, uh, can you stay on for another segment with us and talk a little I bit can, more yes. about your fishing? Absolutely. Hey, Wendy and I, we got to take a break right now. You're listening to Rod and Reel Radio on AM540 or live on rodandreelradio.com. And if you missed any of tonight's show, just go to rodandreelradio.com, hit the archive page, and Wendy and I will be right there with the show for that you're looking for. So stay tuned. We're going to break right now, but more to come.
Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel specially heat treated to make them light and extra strong but not brittle. The Gamakatsu sharpening process is the most modern in the world and results in a perfectly conical point that is unequaled in sharpness. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing, drop shot, extra wide gap, worm hooks, finesse wide gap, and a lot more. Gamakatsu has a hook for whatever style of fishing you want to do. Don't waste your time on a cheap hook. Ask for Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. H&M Landing is the most diversified sport fishing company on the West Coast. Serving the angling community since 1935, H&M Landing's name recognition and reputation for customer service is the best in the business. The H&M fleet provides the widest range of trip options and boasts the coast's largest open party fleet. For ocean fishing any time of the year, H&M Landing should be your choice for nearshore and offshore fishing. H&M is San Diego's most experienced sport fishing company, offering the best in half-day, three-quarter day, full, and multi-day trips, and a complete schedule of long-range adventures. Call today, H&M Landing, 619-222-1144, or visit their website at www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. H&M Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi-day fishing since 1935. That's H&M Landing at 619-222-1144 or hmlanding.com. Hey, everybody, this is a message for our listeners from a new Baja Magic Lodge at Cedros Island. Cedros Outdoor Adventures wants to make your dream of fishing Cedros Island a reality. Want to go after giant calicos or yellowtail with the best Cedros Island fishing organization, but you just don't know who to contact? Then give Cedros Outdoor Adventures a call at 619-793-5419, or even better yet, log on to their informative website at cedrosoutdooradventures.com. There you can visit their trip calendar and schedule a trip that's convenient for you. Once again, the phone number is 619-793-5419 or their website of cedrosoutdooradventures.com. Captain Chris Randall from Chief Sports Fishing. And Captain Chris, tell us about what's happening on the Chief now that the tuna season is upon us. It's here and it's time to go on the Chief. For those that are not familiar with the vessel, she's an 85 by 24 deluxe sport fisher that offers a wide variety of open party trips ranging from one to five days in length. We're also available for private group charters. The Chief's onboard anemones include a fully remodeled galley with comfortable seating for 25, twin flat screen TVs with hundreds of movies, two roomy indoor heads with fresh hot water showers, stateroom and open berthing areas, an impressively large deck area, 200 scoop bait capacity, we have twin six ton spray brine fish holds to keep your catch fresh, and our professional courteous crew will go the extra mile to make your trip a memorable one. To view our schedule, log on to H&M Landing at www.hmlanding.com or feel free to give them a call at 619-222-1144. You can also follow us on Facebook. Facebook and at our webpage at ChiefSportFishing.com. Hi, my name is Dennis Green, and I always love to talk about fishing. When I want the real information, I go to Rod and Real Radio. Those guys are who I thought they were. And welcome back to Rod Real Radio. Hey, you don't want to miss the upcoming Angler Swap Meet. It's Saturday, November the 28th at Angler's Arsenal in La Mesa. You can come as a seller. You can come as a buyer. But by all means, come because it's going to be the opportunity to get 
value for the greatest amount of taco you've probably seen all year. So if you want to come as a seller, give us a call at 619-466-8355. I think we have three or four spaces available. Or you can go to Rod and Reel Radio on Facebook, and you can see the flyer there and get all the details. But mark it down this Saturday, November the 28th, it's the Angler Swap Meet at Angler's Arsenal. Hey, Wendy and I have been talking with Bass Pro Angler, John Murray from uh, the Southwest here. John stationed out of out of the Phoenix area, but John, you're t- uh, you told me you've got a move here coming up in uh, in the future that isn't that far away. Yeah, actually, about two weeks from now, we'll be moving to Tennessee. I'm going to live uh, on a lake. I mean, that's always been my dream. Living in the Southwest is one thing I could never do. So, yeah, we're going to have a lake with a dock and uh, the whole thing, a lakefront house with a dock on it, and uh, live in Tennessee, cut down our travel time, and then have more of a rural uh, raising of my son. He's six years old, and I just want him to be more, you know, we're right in the middle of Phoenix, Arizona, where we live now. I think uh, I'd like to see him, you know, out in the woods, out in the open and around the lakes a lot more. Well, I know uh, we've seen a lot of the uh, fishermen from the west here, uh, uh, fellows like uh, Aaron Martin uh, moved back uh, to the east to be more in the middle of, of what's happening when it comes to FLW and uh, uh, BASS. And then there are other, some other really big circuits out there, too. Military Bass has a big circuit out there. So are you moving out there because it's your intention? You still want to keep it in the hunt and, and fish as much as you can, yet, uh, you know, you want to cut a few thousand miles and, and a lot of hours off of your schedule, over, you know, over the course of a year. Yeah, the longest drive I'll have, I, I know they won't come to the West Coast for three to five more years, but the normal schedule now, you know, you'll have the longest drive will be about 12 hours, which, you know, right now it's about 30 hours. So, yeah, it's going to cut a lot of windshield time off my drive, off my time, and it'll just... Uh, be a little more centrally located. My wife and son, can, you know, he's going to school. He can run. They can run up on a weekend and watch us weigh in at a lot of the lakes. So it's going to be a lot easier to have them more involved. And in we're going to live on a TVA lake, which has been sort of a. In the last few years, TVA lakes have sort of hurt me really bad. So I'm going to live on one, watch water, and hopefully get a little more understanding how to approach this better. All right. Hey, John, let's talk about how uh, 2015 went for you. Uh, you know, when we last talked to you, you were uh, uh, you going to try and fish everything you possibly could. We've, I've followed you on Facebook and uh, uh, a few of the other social medias. I know you had an opportunity. Obviously, not fishing first in every tournament that you fish, you know, is sometimes disappointing for you. So, I, And I know you didn't do that. But how would you uh, summarize how 2015 went for you? It, it had, as usual, most seasons, it's highs and lows. I think uh, the high was definitely the West Coast swing. I got a you know top 30 or 40 at the Delta and then a top 12 at uh, Lake Havasu. So yeah. that got me back in the thick of everything. And then uh, you know, I ended up making the AOI championship, which is for the top 50 guys for the year, which was a goal of mine. And I was in the Classic until about the second to last day, and I sort of gambled on a spot, and it didn't work, and I fell out of the Classic. So I didn't make the Classic. But, uh, you know, usually we say a successful year is you've made the Classic. But I felt pretty good about my year because of uh, making the AOI and, and having a, you know, a good Western swing. You want to represent it. You know, that was the closest I'll ever be fishing my hometown uh, three hours away. So, I mean, I was just glad to make that final day at Havasu. 
Well, you know, you were talking about that uh, uh, Angle of the Year tournament. We had talked with uh, Aaron Martins and uh, a lot of the fishermen that fished that. Uh, you know, fishing that particular body of water, fishing Lake Ontario, you know, had to be different. I know uh, 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 Aaron had a breakdown on that lake a couple of years ago that cost him uh, uh, an AOI championship. Uh, you know, how'd you go about fishing a lake that is that huge? Uh, that you don't really have a, a, a lot of familiarity with. Well, the AOI this year was on, on Sturgeon Bay, which is off Lake Michigan. Okay. Which they actually put a limit on us. We couldn't go that far. I mean, it's a huge, obviously it's too big a body of water to cover, so they put a limit on how far we could go. So we had limits um, keeping us in, like a boundary lines. But, uh, yeah, I, uh, smallmouths are, are one of those fish that you, you, you know, do you you sort of gamble with them. You know, I needed a pretty good finish to make the classic, so I sort of, you know, I, I didn't really fish safe. I didn't go to try to catch five little ones a day. I tried to catch some big ones, and, and you know, I'd had a school of five-pounders come up in practice, and I caught some, and I was like, wow, i got to find those again. And, of course, I never found them, obviously, but, I mean, that, that it's a different mentality when, you you know, we're all getting paid, so it was, you had to try to do really well to make that classic. So, yeah, it's a, it's a deal. You, you do your best in three days of practice and go – where you find the biggest ones and hope you can get five of them, and, and that didn't work for me. You know, John, obviously uh, fishing out here in the West, you're, you're somewhat familiar with uh, fishing with smallmouth and fishing, uh, you know, Apache Lake and fishing at Havasu where you did very well. Is a smallmouth here, do you go after it the same way as a, a smallmouth and, you know, on the East Coast or in the St. Lawrence Seaway, or, or it, is it just different because the water's so different? Well, it's usually different because of forage. You know, when you're back east on any of those huge Great Lakes, it's always a goby-based fish. So, I mean, you really have to concentrate on how those gobies are reacting and where they are, how deep they are, stuff like that. Whereas you come to Lake Mead or Lake Havasu or, or even Apache, it's, it's crawdad-based. I mean, those fish really key on crawdads and then shad. So uh, that's the big difference. You're going to change your bait selection and how you deep and the places you fish just based on the food they're eating. So, yeah, it's, a, it's you know, the smallmouths are unpredictable, both ends of the spectrum. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're, you know, I always used to say I'd never plan a term around smallmouths, but sometimes, you know, anymore we can't do that. We have to plan around smallmouths. So you just do your best to keep an open mind and really, you know, be, be able to move because they'll bite if you find them, but you, sometimes you just you get locked into an area and you should just be moving more. You know, you know, going back uh, east, I know you were fishing BASS, you were fishing FLW, you were fishing some of the other circuits, too. Uh, uh, is it fair to ask you to compare how the circuits are, or do they have both their strong points and uh, maybe uh, uh, some of their Achilles heels? Yeah, and that's, that's it. I enjoy fishing both FLW and bass, and really what's happened is bass doesn't have co-anglers. And, you know, the year I fished FLW two years ago, and you have co-anglers, and, you know, the third tournament, I, you know, I had a great spot. I made five casts and five, caught five keepers. I, I went to call, and my partner threw out there and caught a nine. Well, I would have caught that fish in a Bassmaster, but, you know, those are the kind of things you have with co-anglers. So, yeah, you get a little frustrated with that. And you're not mad at the co-angler. You're just mad that, no, that's the system. So bass is nicer. If you find fish, you should be able to catch them all. But that they both have pluses and minuses in the circuits. I, you know, I love fishing bass tournaments. I there's not many bass tournaments I wouldn't enter. I, I enjoy them, and, and uh, you know, I, you know I'm, I'm like Skeets always called me a lifer. I mean, I'll, that's the way I like to fi- I 
fish tournaments for a living, and that's what I like to do. Well, you know, you know coming out here out of the West Coast, uh, there were a... Uh, uh, a lot of uh, one bass uh, series, the U.S. Open in particular, where you're fishing a shared weight. You know, it, it, are you saying that you much rather be fishing uh, on your own than a, a shared weight format, or it was it the far, format that unfortunately you were also kind of fishing against the guy in the back? No, I was always a, a proponent of the shared weight out here because of that. I'd feel like if you found a cove that had three fish in it and you caught two and your partner caught one, you know, you should be able to take advantage, you know, you'd get advantage of that. So I was always a proponent of that. I thought you taught your co-angler more stuff with the shared weight. Um, and, and, you know, for every co-angler that caught a lot of my fish, I mean, it always worked out. Now, And then when you're fishing a Bassmaster with a, with a Marshall, it's just relaxed. You pull up and you know there's a fish up there on a bed. You just take your time, make sure you catch that fish instead of hurrying up before your partner casts over there. So, yeah, it's just a different approach to all three styles. You know, but, you know what, what's happened, though, when you're fishing Bassmasters is that it used to be, or FLW, you know, there used to be, it seemed like a time is you could go fish your spot or wherever you had found some fish catch maybe your five fish, and you could hold that spot and say, I'm going to come back here, uh, you know, tomorrow because I'm going to need those fish. And it seems now with the the galley, uh, galleries that follow fishermen around and, and fishing the public waterways that you are, uh, you almost don't have that luxury anymore. What, what do you think about fishing now in, in this arena where you have such public accessibility to the places you're fishing? Because we have the blogs and we have all the up to date stuff. So a guy that doesn't well the first day of a Bassmaster event, internet, and where they caught him. And it happened to me at Havasu. I was in second, and there was a couple guys that I was sort of leery about. Started where I, you know, I never saw them the first day. They started where they, you know, saw the pictures. So that's a downside. And guys like Kevin Van Dam and Skeet Reese. And Aaron Martins are, are, you know, they, you know, they have to suffer this all the time. That, you know, it's public where the, you know, and then someone will just, hey, I, I, I know this spot. We, you know, if they did or didn't, it's just not a good look. So really, it's a different world. You really have to sort of prepare for it. I think Aaron's probably the best guy for it because he's likely just to never go back to a spot again and just start on the other end of the lake and catch him. So that, if you can do that, you're way ahead of the game. If you get locked onto a spot in our tournaments anymore, you probably a one or two days, and you're going to be out. Right. Well, you know, John, even though you're going to be moving out of the area, I know that, uh, you know, your heart has been here, especially on Lake Mead. You have been a U.S. Open champion in the past. You fish very well on Lake Mead. Is, is this going to be a lake that you're going to come back to, uh, even though you're going to be back in Tennessee, and, and try to regain your championship there? Oh, yeah. It's, uh, you know, Lake Mead's near and dear to my heart. It's my favorite tournament lake. So, yeah, if it, if it works out to fish tournaments on Lake Mead, uh, you'll see me there for sure. My mom's still living in Arizona. A lot of people are here. So, I mean, I, I'll i West Coaster, and I'll probably be like Aaron. You know, if I can make it, I'll be out here. And that's... Yeah, I know uh, what has happened in the past year is the Angle of the Year tournament has almost been right put on top of the uh, U.S. Open, so a lot of the pros haven't had a chance to come out here and fish it. 
you know, it's a double-edged sword. I, I hope to see you on out here, but if you can make the Angle of the Year event, I'd like to see you there, too. And that's what happened this year. I knew if I didn't make that Angle of the Year, I was going to be able to fish the Open, but I was going to be one of the few Westerners to come out here. I don't want to be the only guy coming out here. So worked out well, made the top 50, and, and you know, I'll, I'll be in a U.S. Open in the not-too-distant future. I know you will. Hey, John, traveling around the way you can, know it's an expensive proposition for a pro. Can't do it without some great sponsors. Tell us the people that are behind you, supporting you, so you can keep this thing going for yourself. Well, Ranger, Mercury, and Garmin are, you know, my main boat sponsor. I mean, they, they keep me going for a lot of years. Obviously, Lucas Oil is my title sponsor and Protect the Harvest. Those Those guys just have a a tremendous program. I'm with Lou's Rods and Reels, uh, River to Sea Baits, Gene LaRue, and the Tattletail Worm. Um, so those are my baits that I use. And really, it's just turned into such a, you know, I use rigid lights on my boat. I forgot about that. But, I mean, it's just one of those deals that, yeah, you cannot exist in our business right now without good sponsors, solid guys that understand the ups and downs of fishing. And so, yeah, I used to be bragged that I didn't need sponsors to fish. That was Ago. Now, I, there's no way I could do what I do without the sponsors I have. Well, you have to mention Lucas Oil, too. I mean, they're the uh, the anchor sponsor the of the Wild right West Tournament back here. Uh, so I'm going to fish here. that first one. I'm coming back for Lake Pleasant to fish that first one. Yes, I definitely will. All right. Well, John Murray, thank you for updating us on what you've been doing and everything like that. We wish you nothing but the best of luck. Please allow us to keep in contact with you, either on Facebook or, you know, get you back on the show and, and find out what you're doing. And because i got to tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm going to miss you, Guy, but uh, I know that uh, it sounds like uh, you're going off to a, a really good lifestyle. And let's hope being closer to the events, you're going to have more success there as you get a chance to, to be more familiar with them. I, I can't thank you enough for taking some of your Sunday night off to be with us. Well, I appreciate it, John and Wendy, and uh, anytime you need anything, give me a call. I'm definitely be there for you guys. Thank you, sir. Professional right, bass bye. angler John Murray. John, thanks for being with us, and again, have a good Thanksgiving uh, from all of us here at Rod and Reel Radio and our listeners from Southern California. Hey, Wendy and I, we're going to have to take a break right now. Coming up next, we're going to find out what's happening with this uh, saltwater bite with Captain Chuck Taft, owner-operator of Sea Adventure Sports Fishing. Stay tuned. Still more Rod Wheel Radio to come. Every serious angler knows that a quality hook is an important part of their arsenal. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong, but not brittle. Gamakatsu ring hooks are made with a one-piece ring, no welds, no weak spots, a very smooth-moving ring. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing. Live bait hooks, both light and heavy-duty, to four extra strong. Circle hooks, tuna hooks, ringed hooks, tuna doubles, and many more. Don't waste your next fishing trip on a cheap hook. Get Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. Hey, bass fishermen, who do you call for your bass boat insurance? Well, if you're not calling me at 1-800-BASS-BOAT for your boat insurance, you're probably paying too much and may not have the coverage that you need. In 1974, I developed the bass boat program that is what all the pros use today. The reason? No depreciation or any partial claim for your hull, 
your big motor, your trolling motor, or your electronics and tell your boat's 10 years old. That's right. You only pay $250 to get your boat on the water for any partial claim, and we still pay a stated value replacement cost for your boat if you have a total loss. We're the only people in the industry that does that, and that's why we are the choice of the pros. So if you want the best, forget the rest. Just call 1-800-BASSBOAT. Call 1-800-227-7262 or just spell BASSBOAT. 1-800-BASSBOAT. I know there's too many letters, but the T is free and the call's on me. That's 1-800-BASSBOAT, the choice of the pros for BASSBOAT insurance. For more information, log on to 1-800-BASSBOAT.com. My angler aged to earth. Like the mighty flounder, I will keep one eye on the pole and the other watching for rogue waves. I'll save water by taking shorter showers and enthusiastically celebrate talk like a pirate day. Aye. I will chat up the locals before launching in unfamiliar waters. And I will always, always wear my life jacket. What's your H2O? Tell us at BoatCalifornia.com. The California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways reminds you to wear it, California. It's tuna time, and it's time to reserve your spot on one of the newest boats in the fleet, the 70-foot Sea Adventure 2 at H&M Landing in San Diego. It has a roomy, comfortable galley that seats up to 24 passengers with all the comforts of home, including two big satellite flat-screen TVs and satellite phone. The huge new bait tank and slammer ensure plenty of bait for everyone, and two four-ton refrigerated fish holds, both RSW and blast-free, have plenty of room to keep your catch as fresh as the minute you caught it. Reserve your spot on the Sea Adventure to online at hmlanding.com or call H&M Landing at 619-222-1144. And indeed, we do want to welcome back to our Rod Real Radio. And we have with us next owner-operator of Sea Adventure uh, uh, Sports Fishing. And just when we thought that the bite of 2005 might be waning back off a little bit, it's back again, and here's to try to explain to us what's happening is Captain Chuck Taft. Captain Taft, welcome to the show, sir. Hey, good evening. How is everybody? Well, we are doing great over here, you know, and I can't tell you, Captain Chuck, seeing some of these numbers that are coming out of the landings and some of the boats and the talking to the private boaters, it seems like this bite is on again. Well, the bite is definitely on. Um Fish have moved down from up north. The water's cooled off a little bit with a couple of storms. Uh, there's fish being caught in about four different areas right now. Uh, the first spot of fish is two weeks ago was started off at Dana Point. There's fish down from Dana Point outside of Mission Bay in San Diego. There's fish down below the islands, below the 302. And at 90 miles towards Guadalupe, there's really good fish with Tuna, Dorado, uh, out there, and still a few Wahoo. And uh, Mark, a good friend of mine, was on his way back up. He was on a four-day trip and found the best yellowfin tuna fishing of the whole entire year, 25 to 40-pound fish. Uh, he said it was the best fishing he had all year. Wow. You know, so, and now I we're mean, hearing even that uh, there is great yellowfin tuna fishing that are within striking distance of the, the three-quarter day boats. Uh, are you saying, Chuck, is it your feeling that these are fish that had passed us here in Southern California or gone up north, and now with the the weather, it's kind of pushing them back down, and so uh, they're revisiting Southern California here? i got to believe there are either fish that are coming back down or more fish moving in for now uh, to, from the west because... Uh, if you recall, 
well, about three or four weeks ago, all the long-range boats that were going down below it on their eight- and ten-day trips, they never found anything in between. There was 300 miles of barren water um, that didn't hold anything. And now there's you get outside of San Carlos down there, you get outside of San Martin um, and stuff, there's uh, big schools of yellowfin, Dorado under kelps and stuff. None of that stuff was in there earlier this year. So all that stuff is filtered back into there. I know that the old glory, uh, the Constitution had to make a trip out to Guadalupe on a well tagging thing. So he ran out there on the way back. He's metered really good signs of fish and stuff. And yesterday, the old glory was on a day and a half trip. He went 90, 85 to 90 miles below San Diego and found another area of fish that was unbelievable with the elephant tuna and Dorado. Um, I know that there was fish caught in the 60 yesterday. And we fished an overnight trip. And the three-quarter day guys fished between Oceanside and the Coronado Islands from the nine-mile bank out. 12 to 14 miles, and the caught fish. So there's a, quite a wave of fish, and there's hey, still a lot of marlin up above. Um, what's the water temperature, and what are they biting on? Are they here because there's a lot of bait, and what size bait are they eating? Well, the water temperature is pretty frigid right now. It was 69 degrees. I mean, it's pretty cold compared to the 74 and 75 we had three weeks ago. But on a normal year, it's 11 degrees warmer right now than it would be. Oh, amazing. You know, know, Captain Taftu, when uh, I went out with a private boater last week, and I couldn't believe there are still plumes of red crab out there, and the fish we're bringing on up. They've got, uh, they're just stuffed with red crab. Are, are you finding that where you're fishing, too? Yeah, there's red crabs everywhere. We were yesterday, or the day before yesterday when we shut down at night, uh, red crabs were around the boat, came up underneath the lights and everything. There's red crab everywhere. I mean, it's really good yellowtail fishing and stuff down around the islands. It's just really hard for a lot of people right now. A lot of people have still not went and got a passport. So Yeah. I know that the landings and SAC's going to set up something to try to help everybody at the Fred Hall shows to try to get people involved so they can get their passports and stuff because this is something that's not going to go away with Mexico. People are all going to have to have a passport or they've got to have a passport card. I mean, there's phenomenal fishing down on the inside of the beach, down below. Uh, some of the long-range boats stopped in on the coast and just wide open 25 to 30 pound yellowtail down yep. below here yeah we're speaking with captain chuck taft owner operator of sea adventure sports fishing which is sea adventure 2 uh, the alicia the jig strike <coughs> and the legend uh, captain taft can you kind of make uh, give us some clarity on what's happening with this uh, bluefin tuna thing uh, south of the border uh, well, or does it make it sense now to where we you can catch two tuna, two bluefin, the same as you can here in the United States. So we've all got uh, cards and stuff on our boats, and SAC brought stuff down on Friday. And actually all the Mexican officials were at the landings on Friday walking around and stuff and talking to people and 
telling everybody about the bluefin being opened up. So that's a really good thing. So uh, we can target the bluefin and stuff when they show up down below the islands and not have to worry about it. All we have to do is stay like we do in California. It's a two-fish limit. And I'll tell you what, two quality bluefins plenty for somebody in a day. Oh, you're not kidding, especially if you're getting into also yellowtail and yellowfin and, and the other fish that are out there. But tell us, are you still having to go through the procedure of, uh, of cleaning them special and bagging them up special and all this, or is that uh, been eased yes, a little all bit? The fish, all the tuna have to be bagged separate. They all have to be put in an individual bag. They all have to have the petrol fins left on them. The whole fish has to be filleted in one bag. So that people, really it's the fishing game that's wanted to done this way so that they can tell the difference between a yellowfin and a bluefin. But if uh, people want to uh, uh, not have their fish filleted to bring into the, let's say, one of the processors here in San Diego, like Five Star or something, uh, that's not a, not a problem at all, is it? No, uh, that's not an issue at all. Anybody that wants to have their fish taken and send them to a processor, they can do that, but they did, all the processors got together, and they're not processing anything that's under 10 or 11 pounds now, because it's, they're not making enough money on it, is what it boiled down to, so. No, I can understand that, when those, when those well, elephants were coming it's through, it's and, and. Easy to cut your hand on a five-pound fish, is, or easier cutting fish and stuff than it is a 25 or 30-pound fish. Well, and I can see that because when the, uh, those uh, bullets were coming through uh, in September, I mean, I mean, it was fun fishing and nice fishing with light tackle, but a lot of those fish weren't 10 pounds. But it sure seems like this grade of fish that we're seeing now, especially close to us, is uh, a little bit better grade of fish. It's a much better grade of fish. The fish average uh, anywhere from 12 to 40 pounds that the fish have been caught in the last few days. So that was really the fish of uh, different grade of fish. But they grow so damn fast, too. You know, I don't know how much weight one puts on in a year, but it is definitely a different grade of fish that we're catching. The fish that we caught yesterday, and we, we probably had the worst day of the fleet yesterday. I turned the handlebars the wrong way, but there were some really good scores. We had some nice opportunity. We had a lot of... Boy Scouts that we had in the boat and stuff, but the fish that we caught were quality fish. We didn't have anything that was like what we had in September. Everything was, uh, what you caught was a big fish in September was the average fish. Yeah. Nice. Wow. Well, Captain Chuck Taft, if uh, people are interested in going out with uh, any of the boats from Sea Adventure Sports Fishing, I know you still have the great lobster fishing in San Diego. And, and Tell us about the, the boats, what they're doing, and how people, uh, they get a choice with Sea Adventure Sports Fishing, how they can book a trip with you. Well, uh, we're going to be putting the legend online for some overnight tuna trips here, running on some weekends and stuff starting up. We just put the boat back in the water, put a brand new sonar in the boat and stuff, upgraded all the electronics and went through Coast Guard. So we're going to start running that. And that will be up online at H&M Landing site, or you can go to our website, Sea Adventure Sport Fishing, and it will be listed there. Uh, the lobster trips run seven days a week. Uh, we take 
uh, people out lobster fishing for $55 a night on the lobster stuff if everybody wants to go, and all they have to do is give H&M Lang a call. That's a real lot of fun for the Chuck, you started those lobster trips, and I, I not only are they seemingly very successful, but one heck of a lot of fun, and what a great convenience for the people. All they have to do is show up on the dock. you got all the equipment. you got all the bait. I, the guys will even uh, pull the traps for you if you want. You go out for a full night of fun, especially with the nights that we've had here locally. You have a beer and a burger, and, and you bring your friends, and you come on back. You don't have to worry about cleaning anything, hauling anything back, except the lobsters that you caught. It doesn't get no, any better than that. It's worked out really good. And there's still a few wahoo out there being caught, too. We're going to try and catch a few more of those this year. <laughs> I don't know. I hope you can duplicate what you did there. Uh, what, what was that? Was that like mid-October when uh, uh, you and the guys went on out there and you had, what, 29 Wahoo? We had 29 Wahoo. I don't remember what day it was. Oh, my but, gosh. The great fishing. It was, was the seen. day I wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't fair. You were, but as I recall, you hooked one when you were on the boat. There's your hole. No, I you didn't hook one. It was Mary who hooked one. I, I didn't hook one. I tried. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Hey, Captain Check Taft, we're, we're coming to the end of the show, but we want to thank you for getting a hold of us here on Sunday night, giving us an update, the real scoop on what's happening out there. And yeah, uh, we look forward to talking to you it's later on, time sir. time to go fishing, guys. And they're right. in the plastic, too, John, so you better get back out there. Oh, my gosh, I will. Thanks a lot. And another fact... You know, we did. The guys are egging me. I've got to book another trip and book the boat again because they want to go back out. We had such a great uh, time last time. Well, thank you so much and good fishing to everybody and a happy Turkey Day. All right, happy Captain Chuck Taft, Sea Adventure Sports Fishing out of H and M Landing. Hey, Wendy, that's it. I want to wish you a great Thanksgiving and uh, it's good to to have you back. And uh, you know, we look forward to having you on again next week. All right, well, we'll talk to you next week. All right. Hey, that's it for now. On behalf of Stan and Wendy, I'm Hopalong, John Cassidy. A big thank you to JR at the AM540 Studios. Also, we want to thank Ben Harvey that keeps everything rolling here in San Diego for us. And always a memory of Big Tuna Bill and Captain A.D. McCune, who started this legacy that's Rod and Real Radio. But you listeners, we want to thank you for listening. I know there's a lot of other things you can be doing on Sunday night, but thanks for spending some time with us. So now what you can do is you can shut us off and go get the second half of the football game or whatever it is that you need to do. Good night, everyone. Go out and get them. Go get those yellowfin tuna. Book with H&M Landing and get out there and get them. They're getting away. Keep safe. And we look forward to speaking to you next Sunday night at 5.05 p.m. on AM 540 or at Rod and Real Radio. We're out for now. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody.